Hey, yo, Nino, that camera rolling? My sister put me on the game, I fell in love with it Changed my name and figured out I need a buzz with it Life is see, you gotta dream and get the crush in it A little tougher than you thought sucks, doesn't it? But I can't stop, won't stop my baby, that's no lie Putting in that footwork cause I ain't had no rise Welcome back to Table Talk like We have a pretty big guest with us tonight He's open for Big Sean, Diggy Simmons, Doughboy Cash Out, just to name a few He is Detroit's own local artist persia gray uh what's going on dude how are you what's up bro i'm great how are you i'm doing good um jesse go ahead and take the reins on this you are the one that introduced us to this guy um which by the way if you haven't go look him up on youtube spotify pretty much any streaming persia gray um really good up-and-coming artist uh dude's got really good music go ahead and check him out jesse you can take it from here so yeah, thank you for joining us on Table Talk this evening. It's good to get you in here. Thank you for having me. So me and, can I call you Mike? Yeah. Okay, so me and Mike go back several years. We met uh, at a work site and kind of grew on each other because we probably have never disagreed on anything ever. <laughs> and we talk all the time. So I feel like even with most friends i disagree with a lot of things which is not entirely a bad thing but i don't think i cannot remember a time that we've ever like we're like yeah fuck you no no nothing i I feel like we've always gotten along really well no never like that i feel like it's been more like we've had times where like we we had slightly differing opinions but we never like disagreed in that way yeah but that's why i think that's why we get along yeah it's because we will have complete different opinions on something but then we talk and we can it. talk them through and we, and we won't even agree at the end of it but we're like all right cool good talk well yeah that's i mean like that's, that's how it, that's how it should be yeah that's important like with any kind of um like just friendship in general i think or like any kind of intellectual conversation you, you need to be able to express yourself without um, taking offense that's like when you when you it's rare for someone to be to conversate and really try to understand something and that that is i think that's a, a value that we have for each other because like oh, i agree there's i don't have very many people where i feel like i could call them and tell them something that i think that they don't agree with and then they can tell me <laughs> why they think that that might not be true that or true. vice versa so like so Mike and I see each other probably like four times a week because uh, we were, we both work at the same place. And it's probably like 80% of the time the first thing out of either my mouth or his mouth is something that we've been waiting to talk about. Right. Like, we'll, like we'll have an idea or we'll have like a theory in our head or we'll like have listened to something or seen something. And the first thing when we see each other is like, bro, <laughs> bro, guess what? Blah, 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 blah. But I think that another another weird dynamic of our friendship is that I I normally would never listen to the type of music that you make. No. And, like, not going to lie, besides, like, uh, maybe when I was younger, Eminem. I still like Eminem, but I don't really listen to him. Um, 
and then like DMX back in the day. But like I never strayed from like rock or metal. And then I remember when I met you, I found I think it was probably like a few months later, I knew that you were recording and you were writing. And I listened to some of your stuff and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> Uh, but it's been cool to see you grow as a as an artist. Yeah. Um, would you mind talking about that? Like how like how you started? Maybe some of your background, where you grew up, things like that. Um, like where where you started and where you are now? Because I've even over the course of three years that I've known you, I've seen you kind of like explode. Yeah. Just kind of kind of cool. Yeah. See. So I started. Uh, well, like I was always musical because um, my mom, my mom used to be a singer, and then like all me and all my maternal siblings sing too. So like it was all it was just in in us, I guess. And how many how many siblings do you have? I have five sisters and three brothers, but holy shit, um, <laughs> three wow. three other maternal siblings. So um, they were. Like we were always musical. I don't. I don't know why. And like music always was like weird for me. Um, it touched me in like a weird way. So that pause. <laughs> uh, it was, it was I, I, I see was why you and Jesse get along so well. It touched me in a weird way. <laughs> I heard my door crack in the middle. Of the night. <laughs> no, no, it. I used to like. Before I could really understand what lyrics meant, I could feel like the emotion in a song, which is strange. Like songs used to make me cry or like songs used to make me scared or like whatever. Like I remember kids, kids by Eminem used to scare the shit out of me and I did not know why. I didn't know what he was talking about at all. But like it was just like the it was the actual no, it just it was the actual music of it. So it's it's always been like that for me. And then I remember I saw the year that Aerosmith played the Super Bowl when the, the I will never forget the guitarist took the guitar and played it behind his back and I was like I want to do that. <laughs> so then my mom like bought me a guitar um but then I never like really got into it and then like a few years later, I started messing with like actual music, and then I started writing lyrics. But it was that's all I was doing. So that's probably like when I was like ten, and then. Um, so you started writing when you were ten. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So I was in like fourth grade or something like that. But I was just I was writing. <laughs> what What were you writing, man? Like yeah, man, bitches. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> yes, actually, because I was like, I was trying to imitate like uh, 50 Cent and Eminem and G Unit and shit. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, fucking all these hoes. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. Fucking, fucking balls have <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. You're talking shit, right? But so I started, I started writing when I was like around that age, and then when I was 14, me and this guy started. Uh, my sister's was like five years older than me. So one of her friends introduced me to this other kid in the same area that rap and he had a studio and this was like AOL instant messenger time. So, so we were on, 
so we were on AIM and we were sending lyrics back to each back and forth like we were battle rapping on AIM. <laughs> and he's like, bro, you should come over. You should come record with me. I'm like, okay, well, so then like I didn't start recording at that until that time, which I was like 14. And oh, then hold on, hold on. Can we just acknowledge the fact that we all know we all now know someone who did a rap battle? <laughs> bro, hey, let, let let the record show. That's pretty sweet. I'm proud of it. So that means you're a G. Yeah. That's a G thing. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So so then we started uh, just recording. Um, Sorry. <laughs> we started, uh, like recording at his house on this shitty setup that's like like a hundred dollar microphone on a fucking desktop Windows computer and some pirated software. <laughs> like just recording it. We were um, on that for like a few years um and then you know i didn't i didn't really start thinking like seriously seriously about music until i was like 18 because then i was like hmm it doesn't seem like people just blow up out of nowhere so i'm like let me just look more into this and then i started like learning about the business side of things and everything like that and then that's when i started really trying to like actually understand the whole aspect of it that's like and then oh just over time too i just like developed my actual skills in in music because like i always had an ear for music because and i knew that i music was like my thing because i didn't learn how to do certain things i just knew them intuitively so like I knew how to count I knew how to count bars like without ever being taught or like I knew I didn't I can't read music but I can hear music when it's not right like you know what I'm saying like like I can know the notes and like if something's off I can tell just like intuitively so that's how I knew that like there was something to it but um I just honed those skills over time just because like I love it I feel like that's important with like anything like you kind of got to get so deep into it that you don't you're not thinking about it while you're learning it it you just know? becomes it like just like, part of your yeah game. it's just like you're just gathering it subconsciously you know like i i would i would go back sometimes and listen to like the music of of that I, like my music that I made with other people or just like certain stuff like that. And I would notice that I was one of, I was really the only one that progressed. Huh. Like all out of the people that out of all the people that like I collaborated known. with. Yeah. Like some of the people still make music and, and stuff like that, but it doesn't sound that different huh. than before, you know, like, whereas like I was always trying to implement something like I, that that's what makes it fun for me is like changing stuff and being able to do stuff. Like I don't like, trying to make one sound consistently which is like i've noticed that i don't i don't really like it because it gets boring like i remember one day you uh i don't know if you called me or if we were at work i think you called me and you were like uh you're like hey send me some shit uh like some heavy music with like with like low screams yeah guttural screams. and then i was like i was like why (laughs) so we do this thing like if we find like music that we like we'll sh- we'll like instantly share it with each other because yeah. i feel like for whatever fucking reason we have like the same ear when it comes to like those good hooks yeah like because i'll feel like i'll be listening to a song and i'll be like 
fuck, that's a really good song. And then I sent it to him, and he was he's like, holy shit, yeah, that's a great song. But it was it was funny because that one day you were just like, yeah, man, I want I want some good shit for like a guttural screams, and I'm like, wait, why? I'm like, you don't make that music. But then I send you a bunch of shit, and you're like, dude, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah, this is exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, that was because but I, I would. That's I think that's important for an artist to do that. It is like branch out. It is, and then I think more most importantly is just it's just important to be true to yourself, in that in like artistically or in that in that way, um, and like I don't feel like everyone has to incorporate it into their music, but like for me, I like doing that. So like for the reason I was asking for like those guttural screams was because I was doing like a screamo rap song, like it was like a That's pretty cool. There was like a it was like distorted 808 but it was like screaming on it and it was just it, it was insane it was fun but like i like doing that shit you know i just like i just like doing all kinds of different different things so i've always been that way though you know so yeah so with that like once i got more serious about the business aspect of things that's when i started like trying to look for different opportunities um, I made some relationships at the radio stations in this area, so that's why mm-hmm. I, that's how I ended up on that show with Big Sean. It was our it was Detroit's summer jams, huh. um, and DJ BJ hooked that up. So then I did that. After that, though, I will tell you that experience of like being on a stage with like five thousand people in the stands it changes everything. Because before that, I was doing like bar shows in a like, good way or a bad way. Every, in a good way, <laughs> like. like before that, I was doing like bar shows where like there's like ten people and you brought three and like like that. So like that energy of like actually doing a show and like like vibing with the audience and everything like that. That is uh that was that was game changing for me. Um, so then I just got after that I like I had a song um, that was on the radio for a bit and then that was really like uh like that was like the taste of everything that kind of made me just never want to stop chasing it, you know? So that was, that was really like my motivating force. And then, you know, I just kept growing from there. So like what, I don't even, I don't even want to ask this question. Cause I think when you're like enjoying what you do, I don't think you should have like an end goal per se, mm-hmm. cause you should just keep doing it and right. doing it and just growing in a way instead of like, there's a stop. But like, where do you want it to go? I know it's kind of a stupid question. No, I mean, I it's just... like that's like somebody playing the slots. It's <laughs> like they're not gonna say like, "Well, I'd like to lose." <laughs> like, of course they want to win big, but I mean, like, is there a specific goal in mind or what? Mm, not really. I just I just know that I want to be a, like a bigger like artist. Like, I don't want to be. I, I don't I don't want to set like a like a like a goal because I'm a kind of per well I don't want to say I, I don't want to set a goal that's not the right terminology but I don't I'm not I'm the kind of person that's not really satisfied by things so when I like set a, a, de- a definite goal I'll get there and then I'm just be like okay like what's next like you know what I'm saying like it's so, good though it is it is but um for, for that in that way that kind of like takes the fun out of out of certain things you know because it's like like for for me like so when i was younger 
when I was like seven or six or something like that, I had a neighbor that looked just like Jay Z, right? <laughs> and he brought home a Camaro one day. Are and you sure was, it wasn't Jay Z? It wasn't. His name was John, though. <laughs> but his John name, Z. They called him Jay, but his name wasn't Jay Z. But he looked just like Jay Z. I saw that guy. The funny thing That's about funny. that. But um, he, I saw that guy. He brought home a Camaro. I was just like, bro, I want a Camaro. So I've always wanted a Camaro, right? As you know, I've had two now. <laughs> but like, <laughs> So but, he, he got his Camaro, everybody. Right. So like, but like, you know, once, once you, I love the car, but like, once you actually get it, it's like, it's, it's just a fucking car, you know? Like, it's like, once you, once you get the thing that you want, it's not like that's a game changer and like everything flips, you know, like yeah. life goes on after you reach your goal. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think I want to, I want to get big. I want to like as big as, as big as possible. And I want to. What I think I want to just live off art forever, like some form of art forever. Like music is a is a hip hop or like hip hip hop is like a younger kind of thing. Um, so I don't expect to be doing that forever, but I want to be involved in music. And then I also want to get involved in like acting and like that kind of stuff, because I've always been creative in that way. And I always like that. That's another one of my favorite parts of it is like doing videos and being able to come up with concepts and creative stuff i've always like loved that so there's this picture of mike and i remember when i saw it i i saved it on my phone and i send it to mike every now and then there's this picture of him when he did this photo shoot <laughs> and i the first thought in my head was this guy looks like a grand theft auto loading screen every time i look at because I, I and i told him when i saved it i said i'm going to send this picture to you randomly throughout the years <laughs> and i do it's like every three or four months i'll be like hey bro and he'll be like what's up and then i'll send him that picture it, he's, you're gonna not you're gonna not gonna be able to unsee a grant that's not wrong though i'm not looking forward to it he's not wrong though but that's because like I'm, I'm one of my best friends he's a photographer and he's creative with like his photography he doesn't he's not just like a like a snapshot kind of guy he like comes up with ideas and like themes and stuff for photo shoots that he tries to do and like i'm always a part of those so that's that's where that came from you talked about as far as your like i guess future aspirations like you were talking about possibly wanting to get into acting and tv and things like that is uh is part of the reason you were you talked about earlier in this episode you were uh like learning the behind the scenes as far as like the music is that strictly just something you've always had an interest in or is that like you're trying to build yourself too as an artist that way i mean just trying to understand like as far as uh making the music not just you know writing lyrics all the time but you were talking about learning the business learning what goes into that is that uh is that something you've had a passion for as well no actually i fucking hate it but it's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it's it's like once you're when you're serious about something that I felt like that would give me a better chance at succeeding at it. Like people, people like get into stuff because they think it'll be easy or, you know, they think it'll be like, you know, it'll just be fun. And a lot of the shit isn't fun. Like, you know, especially music, because on the business side of it, it is the worst, literally the worst. Like, so like, so take and I, I have always been interested in business, though, like just for 
the sake of just understanding how business works because economy is business for the most part you know what i'm saying so like yeah. and most business models are simple music is not that's that's why music fucking sucks so bad so it's <laughs> like if for the for example i don't know if this is exactly right but like so say you guys are you guys are podcasting right say you grow your channel to 250,000 subscribers you get 250,000 listeners every week right then uh, C4 comes and reaches out to you guys and they're like, hey, we'll give you a million dollars if you plug our thing, right? So you subtract the cost, you pay your taxes and you split it three ways, right? That's simple enough. Right. With music, it's like, oh, you get paid this percentage of a penny for each stream Ugh. and then, like every for each stream and then like for you also get paid as a songwriter and a producer if you make the beat and it's and it's 0. 0.04 cents and then you know like whatever and then like you have to calculate all that shit it's just comp and then when you that that's just if you're like indie when you add like a label or you add like like an, a manager like all these additional things into it it gets a hundred times worse and then if you're a band or like a group or something like that, a hundred times yeah, worse. That's everybody. honestly like if you hear all the horror stories about like artists that get screwed over by labels or managers or something like that, it's because they didn't, they don't know the business at all. That's 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 the problem, and that's why I wanted to look into it and try to really get an understanding of it. Um, there's a book called like All You Need to Know About the Music Industry that has been rewritten like 12 times since the <laughs> since the 90s. But I've listened to that book three times, <laughs> like, okay. you know, just trying to get an understanding of because like anything that I do that I'm, I commit to, I'm serious about in that way. So that's why I take it very seriously when I actually say I'm committed to something. Jesse, it's a good thing. Jeremy's just a boom guy, so we don't have to pay him very much. Yeah, we'll just give him like a daily premium. <laughs> we'll just buy his lunches, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. Give him higher quality that, background. That, that might <laughs> that might be a little expensive if you just pay for my lunches. Yeah, it might be better just to give him like a fucking salary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only, I mean, I know you've been said you said you've been doing this since you were what you said seven, right? around there that's when i yeah that's when i like really started when it caught my interest because i was always into like artistic kind of things i was like drawing and i was i was like uh painting and i was doing all kinds of creative stuff so i my i think my mom knew i was going to be in the creative field in some way um but music like nothing connected like music that's why I, like when you mentioned the the acting thing um that's why like acting i it was always interesting to me but it was never like like oh I need to act you know what I'm saying like it was it was something that I could do through music yeah. so there was always that aspect of things but yeah so like probably around six or seven or something like that is when it first caught my eye yeah and how old are you now or you're twenty six okay so yeah you're way more creative than me so I'm happy for that <laughs> <laughs> um but oh, no you're I mean creative Jeremy it, I mean Look it's at awesome. your background. <laughs> Hey, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know how to do that. Yeah, I can't. Do that. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm very computer like inclined. I'm a very computer inclined person, but I mean, I'm like seeing people like you, like younger than me, just excelling at what you do is awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, 
you know, I always, sorry, I always feel like I, uh, there's always more to do for me. So like, you know, I, I, I've been bad at taking compliments like that sometimes, but I, I do appreciate it. Oh yeah. Do you play any instruments? I can play piano by ear. So like, I, I never really got into it. Um, but I know that well, like my mom kind of pointed out that I could do that. Like I could hear the notes and I could find the notes and then I could figure out how to play it. Like it's just more time consuming. I think for me being a musician, whether you guys knew that or not. Um, oh, I knew that. I kind of, yeah, because I've known you for like fucking 10 years. But, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, well, it's because fuck you, Jake. Uh, no, <laughs> like being, being a musician, I kind of am in the same boat per se, because I never learned how to read music. To this day, if you were to show me music, I wouldn't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Right. Because it's literally like a different language. Um, but I, I was self-taught. I never had any lessons or anything. Self-taught, a bunch of different stringed instruments. Uh, never piano per se, but like a personal keyboard, windblown instruments, so like flute, things yeah. like that. And I feel like I'm always the same. Even when I was in different bands and I was writing music, like I would write it differently than the other guys because like I know the other uh, like the uh, both the guitar players because in the band I uh, did bass mm. uh, not because it's the easiest because <laughs> it's really not it's, re- <laughs> it's really hard being in the rhythm section of a band oh yeah you can um, fuck that up easy yeah because if the rhythm is off you don't no, you, you don't yeah you don't have music yeah <laughs> nobody likes offbeat music needs to be on on point but anyways yeah I, four, I guess yeah correct <laughs> uh, yeah I feel like I'm, I've always been the same like it's always been by ear mm. same thing with singing like I've been singing ever since I was a little kid probably since I was like fucking maybe like six or seven maybe eight but and I did have a lot of vocal training thanks to church big church shout out to big church for teaching me how to sing uh, but even that I wouldn't know how to read the music ever it was always just doing it by ear and just I don't know maybe maybe you can see what I'm talking about here when you are thinking of a note or a key do you picture it in your head um, like when I sing if I ever sing and I know that I need to hit like Maybe, 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 maybe the song starts out like in an A. I will picture it. It's I can't like explain what it looks like, but I feel like I can picture the actual spot I need to be to hit that note, and then I just I hit it. I don't know. There's like a visual. I've, I've heard of that. There's like a visual thing going on in my head. I've heard before of that. I start playing or singing. I feel like that's different for everyone. Um, because I have heard of people saying that because it kind of like like in your your mind's eye is like a strange kind of thing so like i do yeah. i i have heard of people saying that but and i think that's why people always like you'll hear people sing and they're like la la like they and then they'll lift their hand up like with it you know it's kind of painting the picture mm-hmm. of it so i think i think that is true hmm. so you only play piano that's the only instrument <laughs> i feel like i veered I, off there for no no you <laughs> 
I was trying to learn guitar, um, but I, I feel like it was, I, I also am very impatient and I definitely have ADHD. So guitar, Don't do guitar then. bro, no, it's, you know what, it, it, what's funny though? <laughs> I think that it's more of a timing thing because I didn't used to make beats either. And I tried when I was younger and I had a I had a friend, so like when I was about sixteen, the guy that I uh, started recording with originally, we started, or him and his dad started like an indie label, mm-hmm. and it was him, me, our friend City, and then this guy Devin was supposed to be the producer. So we were building the studio, and then Devin got in a car accident and died, and we took his uh me and jake each took one of his keyboards and then we started trying to produce and stuff like that and neither one of us really took to it um i think (laughs) i think that we thought we were better than we were (laughs) so so that's always so dangerous it is but it's like it's necessary because dude i'm not joking I went back and found those beats that we that I that I started. <laughs> oh my god! But at the time, I was like, "Man, I'm killing shit, bro! <laughs> like, this, like this is hard." You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I I was making this beat right on the keyboard, and like I was using this program called Reason, um, because that's what Devin used. So I was I was using Reason, and I didn't know it like anything about producing or anything. I was just like fucking with shit. And I had a friend that I was like, I admired because he was like, he's a genius musically. Like, he's just insane. Um, and I made this beat. And I remember thinking, like, this sounds like a, like a Nicki Minaj kind of beat. Or like, something like, that, like, whatever, right? So I, I, I made it. And I remember, like, my girlfriend at the time and her friend came in the room. And then they were listening to it. And then I was like. And you know, like you, you would know, like if if you're if, when you do music and you kind of look around and see how people react, and they weren't reacting whatsoever. I was like, man, everyone's hating on me, bro. Like whatever, right? I found that beat recently. That was one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Honestly, it was so uh, bad. That sucks. It was so bad, <laughs> and I sent it to uh, my friend and she was making fun of me. She, <laughs> she like came to my house one day and she was playing the beat <laughs> when she pulled up. It was, it was terrible, but I kind of, you know, with that, I, once that, once I wasn't really getting the response I wanted, I guess I stopped doing it. And then like a couple years ago, I was like playing with a beat and I was with some people that knew how to make beats better than me. Mm-hmm. And I like laid a part to it and then they added to it and it came together in a good way. And I was like, hey, I'm a producer now. And then I started like actually trying to do stuff and it worked. Like, you know, so I think and now I can do it and it's not work for me, really. You know, it, it, but that was another one of those things where like I got I kind of got lost in it mm-hmm. and then I just made something good on accident. And then like that's how I got better at doing it. So now it's like more of like a science, but it's, you know, it's still like, so, I mean, maybe at some point down the line, I'll just pick up a guitar and I'll just start fucking around with it and I'll if be you, able to do it. If you do, you should get an acoustic. Yeah, of course. Because there's, 
I, I had an acoustic for years, um, but it was actually my brother's. And then recently, as of like a few years ago, he took it with him when he moved to uh, Texas. Yeah. And But before then, I would find myself every now and then, it was kind of rare, but every now and then I'd pick it up and it was, it puts you in like super good mood. Even if I wasn't playing anything, like really, I was mm. just hitting. Just playing with the strings. Yeah. Yeah. Just messing around. And I've done that a few times uh, with my bass here, whether it's even like, you know, 90 seconds of me just picking it up, just playing something. Really. Acoustic is a really good way to start because there's no distortion. So you right. get like the pure sound of the note. Right. And you, you really like can vibe with it. Yeah, I've, I've always loved acoustic. Like I feel like electric is pretty cool. If you know what you're doing, because yeah. then you can make all kinds of cool shit. Right. But like, and I'm just saying this through experience. I, I play bass way better than guitar. I can play both, but I, like, if I'm at a ten with bass, I'm at like a five with guitar. Hmm. Um, but like, electric is only fun if you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> but acoustic, <laughs> acoustic's cool as fuck. Just, yeah. Even if you don't really even know like chords or anything, just playing single notes. And just creating like a melody, yeah, is really fucking cool. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a drug. I could imagine, it's honestly. Weird. But I'm kind of like that with any instrument, like whether my kid has a fucking little keyboard, <laughs> and I I found myself just playing just little. I was doing that with my nieces. <laughs> yeah, there's just something about it. I don't know. This music is fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed. Like, I'm. My head is always like that. Like anytime I can't go 60 seconds without starting to make some kind of beat or drums or something like that. It's good. You're keeping your brain active. Yeah. Keeping your brain healthy. My brain is hyperactive. Hyperactive. (laughs) You're talking about making those beats. And uh, I have to assume when you're an artist like you, you always want to try to stay original. Um, and come up with things people haven't heard before, but is there any certain either artist or, you know, who, who influences you basically? Do you have anybody that influences you or inspires you when you're making music currently, or just like when I started, I guess, I guess both. We'll start with like when you started, like who pushed you into the music? I know you talked about your mom was a singer. Was there anybody else or any other force behind that? Yeah. So my, upbringing like this is probably one of the reasons why jesse and i get so get along so well i get along with most people well and especially like when it comes to music because i'm very open-minded but that's because my mom like i grew up on all music so like my mom was listening to like prince and michael jackson and tony braxton and like singers in that realm my dad was listening to the beatles and Cher and like rolling stones and that kind of stuff and then my sister was the one that was listening to rap. She was listening to Eminem and Bone Thugs and everything like that. And I, and I was like young, so like I'm a I'm a I'm a blank blank canvas, you know. So like right, everything, yeah. I'm taking in everything, you know. And like I loved everything. So that was why, like, so it was it really would be all of those those people. And then when I started like actually making my own music, it was like Eminem, Fifty Cent. There was honestly there was ICP in there. I'm not gonna lie. ICP was in there, Um, Kanye West and Lil Wayne and stuff like that. But I was always, 
um, influenced like musically by like rock too. Um, I used to listen to this band called Trust Company. I like them a lot. Ooh, you know Trust Company? I love Trust Company. Yeah, Yeah, I grew up with that music. Bro, surfacing was my oh my god, I love surfacing. Me and my brother still. I we uh, sometimes when we're on uh, social media and we're at the gym, we'll post like what we're listening to. Yeah, and I find it like maybe once every two months we'll both like be listening to Trust Company like at the same time. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I love that band. Yeah, I love it. Great band. Yeah, I I used to listen to all kinds of uh, all kinds of that stuff, but now um. I wouldn't say that there's anyone that actively influences me because there was a period where I was really worried about, um, like when you hear something, as, for some artists, like you'll hear something, you'll get inspired by it, and then you'll instantly like try to make something, and it, it's, whether consciously or subconsciously, it'll come out like what you were listening to. Um, but fortunately, I have like a different enough kind of voice and style like I know how I write and I know how I do things so I know when I'm like not being true to myself um so that doesn't really happen to me but I do get inspired by like certain sounds and certain stuff like that like um like I I've been making like like Spanish music I mean like I was always listening to Spanish music but um I was recently I've heard some and I was just like man like, I want to do this. So I just started doing that, you know, like anything like it doesn't even always have to come out, but just different kind of um, hearing different things that like make me like music makes me want to make music in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know. I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. So like so for me, like I've listen to like like with that like ozuna is is a reggaeton singer and like i've listened to him and he's he's done that but then i'll um that made me want to make like reggaeton but then also just other kind of latin music and then um like with the screaming guttural kind of stuff i was that was like a trend for for a while in like hip-hop um because there, there was a rapper named xxx tentacion that he was doing like rap and rock and all that kind of stuff and like his music when i was listening to that that really inspired me to like kind of get into that and it felt really good to do like screaming remember, on a song maybe i remember you telling me that that you were saying like it was a it was a different feeling but yeah. it was like really really cool and it's a release bro and that was interesting for you to say it because like i'm i'm a metalhead i've, mm-hmm. I've always been a metalhead and i appreciate a few other genres of music like when i was younger uh my my dad or like my brother would listen to like country and I got into country for a little bit, mm-hmm. embarrassingly enough. But There's I do nothing appreciate wrong with it. Music. it did really huh? There's nothing wrong with country music. Calm down. There's a lot wrong with country. There's nothing wrong with country. Uh, There's nothing wrong with some <laughs> southern drawl. Um, but it really helped me out with singing, mm. which is why I can say that I I like respect that genre, even though I don't listen to it now. Um. But like mainly, I've always been into to metal, so it's it's normal for me to like right before I go to sleep to listen to like you know guttural screams, and it's it's normal. It's like it puts me in like a comfortable place. So it was really weird but cool to hear you be like, bro, that was like really some fucking cool stuff. Yeah, like made me feel really good to do it. Put me in like a really different but cool place. 
So that, that was cool just to see that perspective. Cause I, I didn't expect you to say that. No, it was, <laughs> it was, it was cool. That, like, cause I think, I think one of the, I think I sent you a few songs from uh, a mirror mm-hmm. and they're, they're pretty heavy. They're, they're basically like a metal chord, like death core band. Nobody at me about the deathcore thing. Okay, <laughs> they're heavy enough to be called deathcore. <laughs> Get over it. Uh, you listen to them, Jeremy, right? Amir? No, I've I've heard a few of their songs, but I've never like actually just sit there and listen to their music. Okay, if you want to get really angry, just listen to Flag of the Beast. All right, That's I will do song. that after this. Very very good song. I'll probably just forward you the link to it, but it sounds angry. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty angry. Anything that any, pretty much anything that has beast in it. Sounds <laughs> yeah. angry. Anything that Except, Jesse unless it's preceded by beauty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beating the beast was alright. He was pretty angry though. He was angry. Um, yeah, I thought uh, that was that was really really cool. When you were in that like, I, is it disrespectful to say phase? Uh, no, because <laughs> I don't want to make you sound like a fucking idiot or something. No, like that. no, went no. That metal phase. It's it was. It's not really a a phase for me. I mean, I I know what you mean because that was a that was like a period where I, I feel was, like maybe was that was that. a that was a a point in time where you were inspired by that particular yeah, genre. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. There's like and and that happens with like in stylistically with pretty much everything like there are there are certain things that i just won't touch like it's i don't know if this is gonna make sense but for me like the the want to do something has to come from like inside like it's not like i hear something and i'm like i can do that you know like mm-hmm. it's it's like or like i hear something that i like and i just want to imitate it it's more for me it's more like um like i have to just my intuition or like, you know, the ether just has to be like, do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, I, I listen to, there's a guy called uh, Tame Impala and he is insane. And like the music that he makes a lot of different stuff, but like um, the first stuff that I heard from him sounded like John Lennon. Like when mm-hmm. they were, when they, when the Beatles were on acid, like that's what it sounds like. I would never try to touch that. Like, I love it, like, so much. Like, that's one thing that I appreciate about music, and that's, like, um, that's what I was getting at earlier when I was talking about, um, you know, being inspired by other people or, like, influences in that way. Um, I like when I hear something, and it makes me love just music in general, where I'm just like, I love music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like Asleep, Asleep by uh, Parting Gift, like, makes me feel that way. Like, it, where it's just... Uh, there's Such so much band. to it, and it's just so good, and I'm just like, oh my Jer- god. Jeremy, have you listened to Parting Gift? They're from, uh, I think they're from England. No, I mean, I, the, you, should you should check them out. They're really, really good. I've never been into anything like big into any music outside of the United States. Like, I've maybe listened to like a few other bands, but well, you are missing out on like a million good bands. Oh, I probably am. I just never been introduced to them. They're good. No, no, I I understand that, but I would say that like from what I've noticed, um, just not even just with rock or like with with any genre really, the stuff that makes it across the pond is like crazy. Like it's almost always crazy. And, and then you sent me that. You sent me all the parting gift stuff, and I was just like, that is insane. Like some of their stuff, man. We're like growing up, I. 
I listened to mostly like American metal. So it was like Lamb of God, Machine Head, uh, As I Lay Dying, Kill Switch Engage, A Day to Remember, Jeremy. Yeah. Great band, though. Great band. <laughs> One of the elites. They need to drop their new album, Cough Cough. Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. So Jeremy McKinnon, can you please get on that, please? Thank you. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until like I was probably like 18. 17 or 18 that I actually like gave quote unquote foreign metal a chance. And I started with uh, like Swedish metal, Norwegian, uh, you know, bands like Insomnium, uh, Omnivera, like all these other bands out there. And that was like, holy shit. Like they're good, but they're good in a different way. Like it was a completely different style of music that made me feel like a completely different way. Like if I listen to, Lamb of God, it's a completely different feeling from when I listen to like Insomnium. Hmm. Like it's weird because Lamb of God doesn't technically ever put me in a good mood ever. <laughs> it just like it puts me in a, it puts me in like a mood to like get shit done or like if I'm at the gym, it makes me like work harder. Insomnium like is weird. It puts me like in like a positive mood and sometimes like a drowsy mood. Like I'll get really comfortable when I listen to and it's heavy shit hmm. but it's just weird but branching out is always a good thing because that some of my favorite bands now are from australia and like england and even germany there's a lot of good german metal bands Ramstein. uh like what ramstein oh, everybody loves that band even if they don't even know it yet they love Ooh. it i love it they're like bands like caliban like great great german uh metal band metal horror, I guess, but, um, yeah, it's always good to branch out. I, it's always sad. Like when I'll like know someone else who's like a metalhead, and I'll ask them like, like, Hey, have you listened to thy art is murder? Or like, have you listened to such? And they're like, no, what's that? I'm like, how do you not know about these? Other <laughs> like they're huge, but like, just because they're not from like our country, people are like, no, I don't want to dabble with that shit. Yeah. They're yeah. Pr- they probably suck. No one's as good as Whitechapel, <laughs> which is a great band. Whitechapel is a great band, but yeah, it's always cool to branch out, especially when you're a musician, you branch out, not even out of genre, but like out of what's the word I'm looking for. Like out of your area, you know, like a different locality. Yeah, like a different location where metal will, it's the same shit, but it's like inspired by people with different worldviews. Like if you look lyrically at shit, I mean, lyrically at rock music from America, and then you look lyrically at rock music from like overseas, different. Yeah. Like they see the world differently. It's different musically. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're, their melodies will be different. And I think it's always cool as an artist or as just a listener right? to branch out. Cause yeah. it's like you're growing in a way. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. What you eating, Jeremy? I know you're muted, but the Alien listeners brought don't me, know. I video, <laughs> my wonderful I fiance brought me some cookies. Okay. Okay. Well, a Is cookie. that another edible? No. Yeah, not. is that an edible? Because you are fucked. Because that is huge. <laughs> oh god, it's over. And we have liftoff. Jeremy learns to astral project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So half the time we're just making fun of me on this podcast too. So, but it's half the time because we love you. I mean, I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. Yeah, you love it. You love it. I eventually I'm going to get a reel of every fuck up Jeremy's ever made. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be longer than some of the podcasts. You should do that, honestly. Sorry, that'll be that'll be my next project. All the way back to like. uh, all the way back to the bull shark incident. Tony was talking about aliens, now to his music. You know, just a lot of fuck-ups. <laughs> I didn't fuck anything up tonight. Not yet. Other than being Not stoned. Given time. There's nothing wrong with that. I've asked some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's defending himself. I like that you pulled the mic close, <laughs> close because you were 100% making a point. And the mic keeps disappearing, it, too. Yeah, it keeps... Going into the nether realm. There it is. <laughs> Boop. Gone. <laughs> That's great. No, I don't want to keep it too close, so because these mics are can be really sensitive and pick up your breathing. So yeah. I like to push them yeah. back a little bit, so I'm not just in there. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, bro! Like you can hear some. Honestly, like you can hear some disgusting sounds through the microphone. <laughs> no, you really can't. Like, it's terrible. If you have a, if you have the mic turned up enough, like you can hear like. Like the like the spit <laughs> in someone's mouth, just still. <laughs> like oh, it's just disgusting. So one thing that has always, I feel so stupid saying this. One thing that has always fascinated me about you, uh, you know, because you're like a celebrity, <laughs> um, is that you speak multiple languages. So, yeah. not sure if that was a secret, but uh, spoiler alert. Um, so like for me, uh, like most of my life, I've been bilingual with German and English and swear words in Polish, but that's it. (laughs) Um, shout out to grandma and grandpa. Um, but I remember like meeting you. It was like shortly after I met you. I think that was when you started to learn, uh, Arabic. Hmm. And I remember thinking, like, fuck is wrong? Like, what is he? Why is he learning Arabic? Because I already knew that you spoke like Spanish. Yeah. Because you would do it all the fucking time. And then when good old Narcos came out, it was. <laughs> Yo, so it was, <laughs> it was literal, like, Narcos at work every day. <laughs> I remember I'd be, like, sitting, like, in the office or something, and then I'd hear fucking Pablo just. Pablo Escobar, it sounded like walking through, <laughs> walking through the hallways, like, talking shit. And I'm like, well, he must have watched the newest episode of yeah. Narcos. I love Narcos. Now, do you think so? I mean, so you're you're obviously bilingual with several languages. Do you think that has helped you as a musical artist? Because it's an obvious fact is when you learn a second language. Uh, Stepping aside from learning music, because when you learn music, it obviously expounds your brain, mm-hmm. you know, in a different way. Yeah, it's a it's a skill set that it's not like you're learning how to lay brick. Right, right. Because that's that's just like a psychomotor skill. Right. But like when you're learning music, that's that's like a literal language, but it's a creative language. It's the language that you get to. So it's like you and I get to sit down. It's like the people that came up with Klingon. 
they like they sat down and they're like let's make up some language yeah. that's basically what music is for your brain it's you're creating a language without a basis it's just like there's no base to it there's right. no template you're just like boom here's something that's never existed before. right but that's the same with learning a second language because your brain has no idea about those words mm -hmm. like your brain has no idea how to form these words. If you hear a word from a different language that you don't know, you literally don't know what it means. That's crazy. That's stupid to think about. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> so when you become bilingual, it's it's a known fact that it literally changes your brain. Like, and how your brain thinks, your, yeah. your critical thinking skills, your intelligence. Your, I, I'm not even talking about IQ, but just your general intelligence and uh i don't know like your intuition and your creative uh like the creative side of your brain do you think that that helped you at all did you notice like when you were learning other languages did it did you notice there was maybe like an increase in creativity or was it the same or am i full of shit is what i'm trying to ask no um i feel like it was actually the other way around really? like i feel like being like open mind or like knowing music helped me learn other languages more. That's interesting. Like because my ear, like so, I, I when I was started learning Arabic, like I would hear people say things, and then like I would just ask them what they said, or like they say what they said, I could just repeat what they said after them, mm -hmm. um, because the sounds are so distinct. The, so like made it easy for it to stick out in my mind and then I could just repeat what they said and they were like oh how can you do that like this is supposed to be the hardest language to learn and I'm just like I don't fucking know I just did it like you know I just I just heard what I heard and I repeated it you know like if I wasn't so used to dealing with sound then maybe it would be harder for me to do that but like I've noticed like like I'm not I'm not fluent in Arabic yet, but like when I speak to people, they'll be like, "Oh, you don't even have an accent." Like that's weird. Like you know, because I was talking to someone about that recently. Because like people will learn languages and they'll the thing of all an accent is is you're speaking, you're saying words from a different language with the same in the same way that you say things in your own language. Mm -hmm. So it's like so like nice to meet you in Arabic is sharafna, right? Sharafna. But if you're saying it with like an English accent, it's Sharafna. Yeah. Like, oh, Sharafna. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, or like. You say that and they're like, yeah, you're full of shit. Like, or, or like in, in Spanish, like, hola, yo quiero mas tacos. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how you say it. Like, it's like, like, hola, yo quiero mas taco. Like, you know, like that. So all that is, is really pinpointing the sound. It's like the sound is the actual thing and you're just imitating the sound itself it's not really about the words or like the linguistic part of it it's just hearing a sound and spinning it back out you know it's, and in that way it's the same as music because like if you go la and then i'm just like all i have to do is imitate what you just did you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. all i have to do is recreate the same sound i just heard i think that's i wasn't expecting you to say that i thought that was pretty interesting that you being uh, musically inclined helped you actually learn languages because I thought it would be the opposite. I thought maybe like once you learn the languages, it would help you out musically. Hmm. So that's actually kind of interesting that 
and it was actually the opposite for you. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, the only thing that really changed for me, like with learning languages and just stuff like that is just, um, well, going that way is just like being able to hear more music. Because at the end of the day, I haven't really heard a lot of music that is like that different from other music, even if it's from a different country. Yeah. Like when I'm I'll like listen to Arab songs or like stuff like that. And they're, everything is like you. When you start to learn like different things and your mind is like really open and you, you get to pay attention to stuff from like all over the world, you see how connected shit really is yeah. like listening to Arab music. You'll hear reggaeton drums. Reggaeton drums are like Latin music, but Latin music is inspired by African drums. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like all over the place. Like, it's all, it, they all seep into one another, you know? And then, like, I, I, I want to learn Japanese, and, like, I listen to Japanese music, and, like, it's just, it's a lot of ballads, like, the stuff that I've heard. Like, it's a lot of ballads. They have rock songs, too, like, pop songs, like, not necessarily that you would could imagine a different group singing on, but it's not like really, it's not actually foreign. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just in a different language. So if you can get past like the, it being in a different language and just listen to the melody of it, then, you know, it's, it's just music. Hmm. I mean, it is obviously music is a universal language. Exactly. Um, the only, the only music that I've really heard where I was just like, it kind of made me twitch a little bit. It was like music that's in three four. I can't some of the, or like the the no. It was you showed me some metal that was like in three four, but I could oh, like yeah. I could not like <laughs> process it for some reason. You were like, uh, <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> like I'm good. It was like I mean it wasn't bad either, but it was just like I couldn't tell where certain things were gonna land, you know, because mm -hmm. that's not. That's not the mainstream that's form that, of music. That's that progressive metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> progressive rock. Yeah, they like to, they like to fuck with shit. Yeah, which is fine. That's what we exist for. Yeah. Mike, you ever thought about writing your own a book like a Rosetta Stone for dummies like me? Because that whole, <laughs> the last like three minutes, you just blew my mind with your just, you know. Just put an accent on it. Just imitate the sounds and throw an accent in there. <laughs> it, it, no. it took me back, you know? Yeah. You know, honestly, if, if, well, not, let me not say if, when I get to the goal, like for, for like language learning specifically, uh, that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You, when you were giving your example, it took me back to uh, my honeymoon in uh, Punta Cana, which is mm -hmm. all Spanish speaking country, of course. Right. Or area, you know. Um, so I go down there as an American, and I, you know, do my little hola, and I try to fit in. I'm like, donde el baño? And they look at me probably like I'm an idiot because I'm just some <laughs> white dude that came down here on vacation. Yeah. But if I said it with some sort of accent like you did, you know, maybe I'd fit in a little better. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was just one thing that you will know, like, really when you start, like, paying attention to that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to answer your original question, too, uh, I'll get, I will say that, but I would just want to, I don't want to lose this train of thought. Humans like exist pretty much in like all 
like shapes and sizes in multiple different cultures. So like, like I can't I can't see you. I I think I've seen a picture of you before, but like there is a there is someone in a Spanish speaking country that was born in that country that looks like you. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, it's it the the way that they'll be able to tell is by the way that you talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like when I I'm part Puerto Rican. I went to a restaurant and I wasn't even thinking about it. And I was like, I was like, hola señor, like, como tu esta? You know, like I'm saying, como tu estas? But I said it just in a natural way to me. So, como tu esta? And the guy was Mexican and he was like, tu eres boricua, okay. And I'm like, and which he's like, you're Puerto Rican or what? And I was like, yeah, how'd you know that? Because I, I didn't realize what I was doing. And he was just like, I could hear it in the way that you're, you're speaking. You know what I'm saying? So, I got you. in that way, like if you if you said it one way you they might think you're Colombian if you said it a different way they might think that you're you were like like a like a mestizo Mexican or like whatever you know so it I feel like we overcomplicate it in that way and I've noticed too with like language learning especially a lot people automatically put like these limits in their mind on these things which is like I've noticed in so many ways. I feel like if you can say if you can say like ten words in a language, then you can you could learn the language. But it's just like and and with going from like Spanish to to English, for example, there are so many words that are just a combination of English words that we already know. Like like it's 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 nothing. Like you know, it's just you you go into it with that limit in your mind. So you don't even try, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they're like, what, what is a, so say, say bro. Bro. Say ma. Ma. Say them together. Bro ma. That's which. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like in English, bro and ma, brother and mama. And when you say those two sounds together, it makes a different. What, what I say. And uh, you said it perfect. What I say, broma. Yeah, like, but you can say broma. Like some people, like the way you said it was fine, you know. Like, oh, that's good. I'm you know, but it's it, that's just an example. You know that that exists in a lot of different ways. So, um, but no, I I think that when I do um, reach the goal, which I want to learn five languages altogether. Whoa. And fuck, I'm still on two. Say again. I think they said fuck. Oh, that's why I'm still <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm, I'm I said still wow. To learn English. Yeah, I, I mean, my English. <laughs> no, sometimes I want to is... learn five, and if I learn five, relative, like depending on how long, then I'll, I'll go to ten, and I'm just gonna keep learning languages till I die. Because I, but I, I do, I would like write a book or like some kind of course or something on it that would make it easier for people to do. Because I feel like there's a lot of like language learning shit, and it's all a lot of it is complicated. You know, like. Um, learning, I feel like, for example, I feel like it's more important to learn by ear than it is to learn like grammar rules and like words and individual vocabulary and shit because language is fucking vocal. So, like, you know, like if that's, you, uh, it means nothing to be able to read it if you can't hear it. Yeah. You know, that's how I started with uh, German a long time ago is I, I was making sure that I knew how to say it and listen to be able to like actually articulate not only speaking it but hearing it as well yeah 
well before probably a year or two before i even learned like the grammar involved yeah because like if you were to tell me to like or if you were to ask like where was i at where with like learning the language it was like i learned how to speak it before i even understood it right completely because it was like exactly what you said like the grammar came afterwards because it's it's almost like an afterthought. Like, yeah, it's important because, like, at the time, could I write out a sentence in German and it would be correct? No, because I didn't understand the grammar. Right. But, like, just simply communicating it effectively and being able to actually, uh, like, form the words and get the appropriate accent because there's, there's different accents uh, with German. There's high German, low German, um, and they're, they sound completely different, hmm. even though they're the same words, but sound completely different. And I remember I learned high German because that's what most people speak over there now. It's low German maybe be in like the rural areas, mm. but it's more guttural. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's true what you said. But I mean, that's when you think about it, that's natural. That's how you learn languages to begin with. Mm -hmm. So why would it change when yeah, you I mean, become most, an adult? You all, people, kids, all kids that we know have learned how to speak before they knew how to write. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like... And you just and how do you learn languages by mimicking what you hear? Yeah. So like, just like all of us when we were dumb babies. Yeah, exactly. Mama. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, at some point I would like to do that, but like I, I also don't want to like, I, I would have to have something to actually say. You know, I'm not. I, I wouldn't just do it for the sake of doing it, just because like, oh, I know five languages. Like I would, I would, I would have to have something profound is, to actually isn't share. That's, isn't that something to say, though? What? That you know five languages? No, that's I mean, crazy. Like, yeah, but, like, I mean, if I if I find a, a way that makes it easier to for someone else to do that, then I would, like, write a book or, like, a course or share it. Or, or, like, otherwise, if I'm just going through, like, other courses and shit and I just learn it that way, then I'll just tell you what the fuck, what courses I did, you know? Like... You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like to do shit just for the sake of doing it. You know, Jeremy, I have a question. Yeah. If you were to write a book, what would it be on? I don't know. It'd be terrible. That's all I know. Get <laughs> <laughs> a ghostwriter, bro. Would it, would it be, uh, would it be like haikus of a streamer? I mean, no. Haikus of a streamer. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that. I feel. See, I, I even like the name already. That was that's a good. Book. We're gonna, we're gonna I hook mean, you up. it is kind of true now because I mean, I did get affiliated on Twitch, not plugging or nothing, but. No, everyone needs to go follow this fucker. He's actually good at what he does. On Twitch. Yep. No, you mean Pornhub? Shut up, Jesse. <laughs> Are you verified? No, I actually. I think Thursday morning I got an email from Twitch saying I got the accepted into the affiliate program. So now I'm actually can get paid from doing this. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. But back to uh, the interview. <laughs> Enough about me. No, I'd like to write a book. On what? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like I could probably write a book on a few things. No, I feel like that too, yeah. I remember... Uh, uh, was uh, Ro Rodine was asking mm. me the other day. Uh, well, the other day being as like three months ago. Uh, yeah, 
That's a lot of other time things. has no meaning. <clears throat> Facts. Uh, he was asking me. He was like, uh, "Like, bro, what do you want to do? Like, if you could, like, say, like, how would you like to live out your days? Like, after, like, if you retired, like, what would you want to do?" And I thought, and I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, man, it'd be cool, like write music again, but then I'm like, I ain't gonna fucking do it. I'm probably gonna have arthritis anyway. I'm not gonna be able to play shit. Um, but I like, told him, I was like, dude, I think I'd like to write a book. And then he asked me, like, what? And I was just like, I don't fucking know. Like, write about animals. I, dude, I just like threw something out. I'm like, yeah, I'll write about animals. I'm like, I, I don't know. I think, but I've, I've written before, like, as a stupid kid, uh, just like writing thoughts or like writing. I used to write stories, but they were like horror stories. Hmm. So what I would do, and Jeremy, you'll appreciate this, is I would play a horror game, and I would take the premise of that horror game. Uh, we'll just use like Resident Evil for example, like Resident Evil Outbreak, and I would change everybody's names. I'd change the location. I would change like fifty percent of the story plot, and I would create my own story based off of that. But I would write it out in a notebook. I used to have like seven or eight notebooks just filled with different stories of just shit that I just was like creating in my mind. But it, they were always like inspired by something that was already a thing. Kind of a pussy move, but it was fun as a kid to do that. I feel like I, that's not abnormal. I feel like I did that probably when I was like 13, 14, maybe up until I was 15. I've, I always liked writing. And now I do it uh, basically as like a ghostwriter. I do it, but uh, I write every six weeks or whatever hmm. uh, for that website. Can't really share more information than that, unfortunately. But uh, I've always liked writing. But I don't know what I would write about. I know it. Maybe I write about you. Good. <laughs> I'll write. I'll write uh, Persia Gray's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. I don't. Well, with what you were saying, I don't think that that's. That's not really a. a unheard of thing i feel like people do that on accident sometimes like they what are inspired by something and they are based oh no i agree that that's, that's normal i mean shit half the stuff i would write musically was inspired by like yeah i mean music that i would you hear. just might not be able to tell what it was inspired by yeah you know like but i but uh, i feel like when you're writing though if you're gonna write something i feel like it would be so much better if it was something that you created for like like uh what's it like stephen king that's an original writer. He like at the time he couldn't get his ideas from anything else because there wasn't anything else at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like what creature from the Black Lagoon? Like from the 30s? That didn't inspire Stephen King's writings. I mean, all that stuff was original. Or you look at, you know, like Elvis. Yes, there was music before him, but how much was that inspired by other stuff? I mean, or like Johnny Cash. Like that shit came from them. You know, that was like shit that came from their brain. I'm not saying that they weren't inspired. I'm sure that they were to it, you know, extent. But there was a there. Well, with Elvis, there was a lot of shit about him being uh, inspired or taking from black music at that time because they couldn't get it out. So that's why Eminem said that stuff about like, well, you, you wouldn't have heard the song, but he was like, I actually did not know this until now. So I'm, I'm learning right now. No, no, you're fine. I, I just, have no idea. I just remember hearing people say that all the time because his, his style, this was like, what Elvis was like the fifties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like his style was like 
but it's it was R and B, it's rhythm and blues, and like black musicians were making that music at the time, but they couldn't promote it because labels didn't want to that wouldn't associate with black artists. So he was doing things that they were doing, like he was doing like a black style as a white person for white people and they liked it. That's why people like make fun of, that's where cultural appropriation and all that shit came from. Um, Not to say that he's like not, like, you know, not to take anything away from him as an artist, but that was a, that was a thing like BB King or somebody was talking about that. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. Not that I, I don't know anything about Elvis. I just, I was using him as an example. No, no, I, I, I don't even like Elvis. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not into the music. Sorry. I don't know. I don't really know anything about like that whole. Do you, do you think he's dead? He's dead. Okay. I just for the record, Persia Gray thinks that Elvis is dead. When, was that ever a question? <laughs> no, but I'm just, <laughs> they man... flew him up. They, they <laughs> cut the toilet out and <laughs> lifted <laughs> him by helicopter from the man. Some say he's still <laughs> sitting. <on the> <laughs> He's just in Cuba now, then. Yeah. Huh? He's just over in Cuba. Yeah, he's, he's over with Tupac. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's over with Tupac, Hitler, and not that they're hanging out, but uh, they're in this, you know. They're in the same village. Everyone always goes to Argentina or Cuba. Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa, all of them. Oof. I don't know about Hoffa. <laughs> he might yeah, be gone for real. Definitely, definitely not. <laughs> But no, no, I, I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the best stuff does come that way, but I don't think that it's like a total requirement. You know, I think, was it Steve Jobs? Somebody said something about like, like good artists like create from scratch or something like that and like great people steal or something like that. Like there was a, there was like a, I have a book on that. It's called like Steal Like an Artist or something like that. Something about that where it's like taking inspiration from something and flipping it in your own way, you know? But I used to do that too. I wrote scripts. Yeah. I, I used to write like movie scripts and I wrote a book, like a fiction book huh. when I was like younger. What was it called? <laughs> oh, here we go. He doesn't want to. It say. was called the day before Valentine's Day. Okay. It was because of a dream that I had. I had a dream. I bro, my memory is weird. I remember the strangest stuff. Like, I, so this, I had a dream that I would. This was when I was in high school. I had a dream that everyone, like all of my friends, were going through relationship problems. And I was helping them all. And then by the end of the night, you like, had a dream about. This? Yes. And by the end of the night, I was like, I helped everyone. But then I walked out and I was alone. And like, I just looked up at the moon or some shit like that. And I woke up. I was like, what the fuck? So I wrote a book about it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wrote it as a book. And then I painted something in my art class that was like, that would have been the cover for it. I still have it. It's like a, it was like a painting of a heart. And it was like being sewn back together. Hmm. Ooh, that's got to be an album cover. It, it would. Gotta, I would do a. I would do an EP or something like. Hundred like, percent. Based need to use on that, that. As an album yeah. cover. Oh, I did. So there, I remember seeing this, and it was on social media. I can't tell you who they were quoting because, I wish I was more like you because my memory is sometimes shit. But I saw this a few years ago, and it was saying that. Uh, 
creativity is away from one. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of <laughs> So I guess it doesn't matter who quoted it because I'm not even. Gonna <laughs> Creativity is a way for one human to pass on a torch to another. That's powerful. Yeah. I don't remember where the fuck I saw that. I remember I saw, I think it was on Instagram. Um, or maybe I saw it in a dream. I didn't maybe. know. I didn't. I lied. <laughs> I didn't see that in a dream. But yeah, I, that, that made me think of that when you were talking about uh, inspiration and stuff like that. I would agree with that. So there's nothing wrong with being inspired by, you know, by other things that are already out there no i mean i would agree with that especially because like like there's only so much shit and you know we are like like in america we have our own we have whatever problems that we have that come with being like living at at this quality of life but like the human experience is not that fucking detailed you know it's like we want we want love we want family we want to take care of the things that we love and we want like happiness you know it's like basic shit no matter what where you're from or like what you're doing so no matter what language you're speaking you know no matter what where what country you're from or like whatever at the end of the day it usually comes down to that we can all relate on in that way you know so that's why like for example the thing that really makes a difference is like the person that's saying it more than anything like that's who you relate to because so for example like motivational speakers they all say the same thing it's just you you if you listen to that kind of shit you relate to the speaker themselves Mm -hmm. not it's not really the words it's like what they're saying you know like i might be saying this right now and someone can hear it you're like wow bro i feel you that's that shit. And then someone else can be like, eh. And then, like, they'll go listen to somebody else and then they'll say, like, yo, man, this shit is real as fuck, bro. Yeah, we all the same. And blah, blah, blah. like, you know, and they'd be like, yeah, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk the way I talk. You know, like, we all have, we all have, like, our, our own voice and it resonates with people, but it resonates with your people. You know, like, the people that relate to you that are on the same level as you, like, in that way that is the same thing with creativity it's like you know i might write a song and say the same thing in in a rap song that that you know fucking pardon gift might say in a rock song and it'll be the same it'll be the same subject but the rap song might go over your head or like you just like eh, dodge it and then get the message in the pardon gift song you know what i'm saying like it's just it's just the deliverer is more important than like what's actually being said, like the message itself, because you're going to get it one way or the other, you know? Yeah. So I think that, I think that's, that is true. Jake, are you alive? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm <laughs> listening. I'm taking it all in. Yeah, he's right. He's got, he's got a lot of knowledge for 26 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's well, way smarter like than me. He's not dumb. I've, I think I've told you this several times. He's he might be one of. I don't think I've ever said smart, and I mean that respectfully. <laughs> I always say that he's like one of the most intelligent people that I know. No, no, you don't. You never said smart. Really. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said that. He I don't was really smart. say this. I don't really use the word smart. 
Well, that was the good thing when you would, told me. I would describe... You, you guys don't know who this is, but Mike knows. I would describe Rodine as smart. Yeah. He's smart as fuck. Yeah. But I don't know why I've never used that to term you. I've always said intelligent. <laughs> I think there may be a difference. I don't know. There might be a difference because I feel like when someone says the word intelligent, there's... I feel like that you're implying that there's more thought behind what Or they... maybe there's more density to the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like open-minded, grounded, down-to-earth, no BS. Maybe I should just start calling you all these things. <laughs> none of those things mean intelligent whatsoever. No, no, I mean... Those are completely different words. The, I mean, I, I do think... I think that, like... The difference, the difference between smart and like intelligent is like the difference between pretty and gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good way to say it. You know, like me and Jeremy. <laughs> I'm pretty, but I'm Jeremy's beautiful. fucking gorgeous. <laughs> What'd you say? What? What'd you say, bitch? I said hi. His uh, eyes like the ocean. You have, <laughs> you, have, you have hair like the sands of Iwo Jima. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful locks. He has a buzz cut, everybody, by the way. Uh, actually, no, I don't right now. Like a little boyman. My hair is actually pretty long for me right now. Buzz cut's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, Jeremy. I mean, I do have the stupid background on. It's cutting off half my head and my arm, so. That's okay. You don't need You don't need your arm. You don't need hair. You don't need arms. <laughs> You only need the arm for streaming. You, oh, Jesus. Now you got that fucking... <laughs> there you go. Blur. Look like you're fucking kidnapped in some like <laughs> it was. It's just the lighting. It was a very daunting-looking scenario behind you. But now it's okay. The blur makes it okay. I liked it, though. Yeah. Blur. You look like you're getting ready for a photo shoot. Honestly. Yeah, portrait mode on the new iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't use iPhones, so. Portrait mode is legit. Motorola has portrait mode. Yeah, the same fucking cameras. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I had no you idea. have a Motorola. I've always had a Motorola. <laughs> Carrying around a walkie-talkie. Shut the fuck up. Dude, the only Motorola I know is the radio in my work is Motorola, <laughs> and it goes. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's the same one you use. Yeah, the, the Motorola's that you can run over with a car and it doesn't matter. <laughs> those, oh, those yellow ones? <laughs> the bricks. Yeah, oh, my God, bro. I've seen someone throw it like 20 feet in the air and just let it hit the ground and did nothing. Didn't do anything. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, Jake, they're, they're like real phones now, okay? They're not like fucking hard books. They're real phones. All right, well, I, I got to ask Mike then. Uh, Apple or Android? Um, Apple, man. All right, uh, right I gotta go. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Jeremy. Bro, I... You know what I was just thinking the other day, though? Uh, maybe this is just dramatic, because, like, I feel like everything doesn't need to be profound. But <laughs> no, I was literally thinking the other day, like, I should get an Android because I'm really thinking... I'm, when I say Apple versus Android, I'm coming from a place of ignorance because I never had an Android to know what the experience I, is. I like. would be the same 
with how I feel about Apple. I've never had a fucking Apple product. In yeah, my life. I mean, like, you don't know. I've, what... always, I've always had Android operating systems, but yet I'm like, yeah, fuck Apple. But yeah. I'm saying it purely out of ignorance because I have no fucking clue. Yeah, I mean, at least, at least we can acknowledge that we are coming from a place of ignorance. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. E- even, though, even though Android's better. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> debatable. I feel like a lot of people probably say a lot of things out of ignorance. Most people say most like things real. out of ignorance. Like when Jeremy says that he knows how much I love him. You don't. You have no fucking clue, man. man. You don't have a fucking clue, bro. I feel like this is a conversation that should happen off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, or, uh, next, like... next episode, let's just do a podcast, you and I, bub. Right. <laughs> I don't know she'll like that very much. You. What? Your girl can listen, and I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Right. I have a question. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yeah. Do I believe in Bigfoot? Why the fuck do you got to go down this road right now? <laughs> I can't believe that we didn't go down this road. I was I hoping that we would. I, I was hoping to stay away. So, yeah, Mike, do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't not believe in Bigfoot. I've never, yes. really, I've never really given much thought to the topic, honestly. That's I, fair. I'm not like her. I mean, because I feel like my mom would say the same thing. You just I, had like, to, I'm I sorry. haven't really thought about it. Honestly, like it would make it. Would, the existence of Bigfoot would make no difference to me one way or the other. Really, I dude? Oh, you wake up, you wake up tomorrow morning, Jake. I yes, sir. know that you're listening to this. He just said that it wouldn't matter. How does that make you feel? Well, before that, <laughs> you compared him to your mom. <laughs> How does that make him? Right. No, your mom. I love your mom. Your mom's real cool, but still, it was just kind of random. Persian, right? She's pretty popular at her work. She does a good job at her work. She does. She's, she says hi to me every time she, I stop her. She rings people up like a real G. <laughs> Very nice. No, to, uh, my mom, even though she doesn't even probably even know how to find YouTube on the internet. <laughs> shout out to your mom. Yeah, shout out to shout out to my mom. Anyways, uh. So you're telling me that you wake up tomorrow morning, you Google goes, hey, check out this article when you when you open up your phone as soon as you wake up, and it says, picture of Bigfoot found on trail camp. No, 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 that's, that's not good enough. That's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Jake, help me out here. I guess in my head, you wake up tomorrow, you turn on your TV, you go straight to any news channel, and there's just a, an eight-foot-tall ape in a cage. And they trapped him. You wouldn't give a shit about that. Honestly, I would. Oh. I might talk. I might talk about it. Like I would tell you guys. Would you make? Like, a, would you make a song about Bigfoot? Fuck no! Bro, honestly, it would not. It, I, it literally would not make that big of a difference to me. You know, like it's it's interesting, it's intriguing, but like I wouldn't care. I, there's a bunch of animals that exist that we don't know about. You know, like they discover shit all the time. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, then let me ask you this question. What would be something profound that you would give a shit about if you woke up and saw something on the news? What would that what would that something be on CNN? I you know what? I will say that when they when the fucking Pentagon acknowledged aliens, I was like, what the fuck? Like that was pretty big. <laughs> I, I was think, like I don't remember who sent that first, Jake, me or you, but I remember we talked about it like immediately when we saw it on the news. 
Yeah, it didn't. Because it, it was, really which that one was, of us was first. like a what the fuck moment of 2020, even though there's been like a thousand of those moments. Man. But that was like a positive, like, holy shit. Yeah, that like, bro, like, just, it was more, for me, it was more like that they acknowledged it. Because then it's like, like, people have been talking about that shit for yeah, eons. Did you see... Uh, it was like a month or two later that the Pentagon also acknowledged that they had full vehicles from not this planet. No, what the fuck? Okay. See, that later, later, later on, you need to look that up because that that came from the same. So, Jake, was it the Pentagon that said that? Do you remember? Uh, how about I fact check real quick because I thought it was, but I don't know for sure. I could have sworn it was the Pentagon because it was like I almost feel like. They were segueing, like they were feeling the water, so to speak, when they announced that that Tic Tac video, which had been around for a while, but they actually confirmed, they're like, yes, this is actually a UFO, and we don't know Uh, where it is. Yeah. So it was the Pentagon. That's insane. That's insane. What's the date of the article that you found? This one's from July 24th. Okay, so it was like... 2020, that's insane. Yeah, Although, and it was like, what? Sorry to cut you off. In this article, it says that they released a paper talking about the existence of these vehicles in December of 2017. Hmm. And no one saw them? <laughs> well, let me yeah, see. like, I feel like... The- oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I misspoke. So the paper was written in 2017. It was released in 2020. So they've been keeping it a secret at least for three years. Probably a lot. It's been like it's been like hidden. Yeah, or not. I don't want to say hidden. It's been classified. Yeah, but it's like it's weird because years ago, like when uh, what's his face, Uh, Bill Clinton became the president. One of the first things he tried to do was open up like UFO documents. Yeah, he kind of said, "There's like ah, there ain't nothing." But then again, that was many moons ago, right. many years ago. So maybe, you know, like that document that we're talking about didn't exist. But it was crazy because we see this one day we wake up and we see that, holy shit, the Pentagon just acknowledged UFOs for like literally for like the first time. The Pentagon's like, yo, like the military complex of the United States was like, yeah, UFOs are real. Sorry. Especially during this year. Yeah, especially this, this year, year of all years. And then this I really the one you pick. I really feel like they were using that. To see how people would react. I remember I even put on my social media. It was like 24 hours later. Nobody was talking about it. And it made me really, really upset. Because <laughs> I'm like, how in the fuck is... Because it was on CNN. It was on Washington Post. And uh, I can't remember the other one. But it was like... People didn't care. No. It was really weird. So then the Pentagon put out there. And I think they used that to their advantage. They put out in July... They're like, hey, by the way, there's these vehicles that we have that aren't from this planet. And everyone was like, I'll keep swiping. Right. And I remember that made me so, like, I remember it, made, I it gave me a weird feeling. So I'm like, why doesn't anybody care about this right now? I didn't see much about it. And you know what? One thing about that, though, that I will say, like, when Trump came out and said that he wanted to create a space force, the one thing that I will say about that is that for him to have acknowledged, for him to have wanted a military branch for space must mean that there was 
that, that my logic tells me that there must be something that he knows about space because that's a lot of fucking money. Well, I feel okay. So this is my theory on this, and I'm glad we're talking about this because Jake, we have not talked about this yet. Not yet. Um, what are you eating over there, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, if you hold it a little bit lower, we can't Jesus. see. Jesus. Um, okay, so let's. There's a four year timeline, okay? Because that's when uh, Trump was first elected. Mm-hmm. So there's this four year timeline. Let's just say this is just a theory. He gets in there and he sees all this shit like, oh shit, like UFOs are real. And then he sees like, holy shit, we have vehicles not from this, not from a different planet. And then what did they just announce a few weeks ago? That the moon had water. Mm-hmm. And which that means that now there is a hundred percent possibility that Project Artemis, which is our second uh it's basically like our second major attempt to go to the moon and stay on the moon is Project Artemis. Build a hotel. Basically, <laughs> like it's astronaut central. Maybe even possibly colonize the moon now that we know that there's a shit ton of water, like yeah. frozen lakes just up the ass on the dark side of the moon, which is why we didn't see it before. Maybe he knew all this going in. I am so glad that you just did that, Jeremy. That's good. <laughs> perfect. Alien. Perfect. I love that fucking guy. Shout out to that guy. I completely had to. I'm sorry. We're going to call Giorgio Sequidius, or how do you say his name? So maybe he knew all this going in. And so his military officials or advisors were like, yo, we need to like get an actual force, you know, like a military organization for the stars because we'll be in the, we'll be on the moon to stay for you know in the next like five or ten years i think artemis is projected to be into play in like the next 10 years i believe <laughs> which jake you'll have to fact check that because no i yeah you're good I, I the original article i read i thought said 2029 okay so yeah very shortly i mean we're planning on going to the moon and staying there interesting and, you know, doing more tests. So I remember up until they released that information about the water on the moon, it was a dead planet. Like there was no, that's one of the reasons why we didn't go back. Right. Cause there's, there's nothing, there's no reason for us to be there. There's nothing like, Oh my God, there's dust. Yeah, I mean, you, you can only look at dust for a little while. Right. Of course the conspiracy theorists will say that we're not going back because we were never there. Right. Yeah. 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 Which that's dumb. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, do you, I don't, I don't. I don't remember last time I asked. Do you think we landed on the moon? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you're one of us. No, it was faked. <laughs> they had that technology back then. They just faked the whole thing. Oh my god! Green and screen. Jeremy left the podcast, and uh, <laughs> Jer- Jeremy was fired. So you don't think at all it could have been faked? Not back in that time. I, dude. You know what? I'm not. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Never mind. I said that. <laughs> yeah, we already. We already went down one. So. I know, but that's that's gonna be like a <laughs> three or four hour conversation. But yeah, like I totally, I totally think that like all this was planned, like they've known for years about you know other entities or life out there. I mean, look at what Elon is doing, trying to get. A, I mean, he doesn't even give a fuck about the moon. He's like, nah, let's do Mars. Right. Like, let's let's do Mars. There's he is an alien over at Mars. Huh? He is an alien. He probably is a fucking alien. Him and Mark Zuckerberg. 
Jeremy, do you believe in the reptilians? <laughs> oh. Were you were you on that bandwagon? Oh, bandwagon or were you off? No. No? Just my bad. Jeremy, just say yes so that way we can ask you why you oh, fucking geez. believe it. So Elon's no. not a reptilian. No. Because I'd love to see your proof. <laughs> Jeremy, you you remember He's... when I brought up that lizard man that one episode? I believe so. That you you're not on board with now. What? What? The lizard. Did you just say you believe? I believe so. Like what Jake's talking about. Oh, I, like you believe I, I believe I re- <laughs> <laughs> I believe I recall the episode Jake's talking about, yes. <laughs> so that right. a yes? <laughs> That's a yes. Look, I you guys know I'm out there because I well my theory on Bigfoot changes daily, but <laughs> lizard people are an absolute no, they don't exist. No. So we can we can move on from that. But, so even, even but if an there eight is foot intelligent tall life out there, you don't think they're lizard people in the shape of Elon Musk? Well, you know, they might they might be lizard people. I don't know if they're a clone of Elon Musk though. <laughs> like with scales. So you don't think like Venus is just populated with a bunch of musks? <laughs> And they're all just talking very eloquent and monotone to each other. Do you want to go back on that theory you brought up? The Venus theory? Yeah, we don't need to do that tonight either. Uh, No, because then I'm going to start talking some mad shit about all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm glad you brought up uh, Trump and how he started that. Only because you got to assume, as the news says, he's on his way out. I'm hoping in his last speech... He just comes out and he's like, "Bigfoot's real, by the way." <laughs> I got, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing left to lose. This is what's going on. He's twelve uh, feet tall. <laughs> no, he comes out and he says he's actually like four foot tall. <laughs> it's duped. It's actually Littlefoot. That would suck. That would honestly, I don't know. He don't comes know on his last worse. his last departure speech. He comes on stage with Bigfoot and Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> what? And Bigfoot's smaller than Elvis. Why? That'd be, that'd be awesome. So I mean, that would be that'd be one hell of a way. That would to go. be perfect. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Tupac could not join us tonight. However, oh, Tupac, here's, here's Bigfoot and Elvis from Argentina. <laughs> He's being examined by Nazi scientists. <laughs> He's being examined by Elon Musk. <laughs> and the lizard so people. That's where all the dead celebrities go. They go to Venus. Oof. And Could be. are we born into lizard people? No, they're not real. Venus is real, though. <laughs> <laughs> he just shut down his idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I got another question, because I don't want to spark jesse on a whole rant but uh <laughs> mike do you uh do you believe in like the paranormal uh yeah have you had any paranormal experiences not not oh, okay what you're already god damn it jake i know i know you're already doing it to me you knew this was coming there's a huge okay let's get it straight there's a huge difference between if we're asking you if you believe in ghosts and do you believe in like a religious afterlife? That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think Jake is talking about like ghosts and what goes bump in the night. Yeah, I want to know if Persia Gray 
has seen a ghost or experienced a ghost? Oh, that's a different question. Um, that's another thing. I don't, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a lackluster kind of way to respond, but like in the same way with like, um, with like the Bigfoot thing, I don't not believe in it, but like, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say like, I just don't, I haven't really engaged in it enough. Um, and the same way with paranormal, like it's just, I don't give much thought to it, but I will say, um, I have had some like, like weird experiences when my mom is more into that kind of stuff than, than I am. Um, we were like, so for example, um, when I was younger, when I was like a kid, I remember I only remember it because my mom said something about it. Me and my little sister, we were like probably like eight and seven or nine and nine and eight or something like that. And we were at my sister's high school and we were walking in there and I pointed out some guy because he said something to me. And then I walked inside and then like I don't remember how it came up, but the guy that I saw, my mom said died like earlier in the year. Like it was weird. I don't I don't really even remember the significance of it, but I just remember I was like, that was definitely that guy. Like I saw a picture of him or something. I pointed him out. I was like, that's weird as fuck. And then um, like there's been quite a few, but I remember um, my my grandma passed like suddenly and my mom used to watch the show supernatural and we were watching it and then like when i was staying with her like we were watching it and then um we went to sleep and then like at the time the i don't the time was significant to like something with my grandma and the tv came on and it was supernatural and it was this part they were playing wayward sons which was my grandma's favorite song Mm -hmm. and it was just like the tv came on by itself and my mom got up and walked out and she was like what the fuck like and it was that song playing like you know it was weird as fuck i feel like a lot of people have stories like that you know what i feel like the more that the more that i'm talking about it the more different shit is coming to my mind now do you think that that because we as humans because our brain is amazing as it is it's kind of basic sometimes do you think that we're just having an innate sense to find meaning in everything so do you think like maybe that's just a happenstance because i mean so i watched seven seasons of supernatural and that song plays in like every single episode yeah yeah so it's not weird that that would be playing it's weird but that if you're looking at that, it, that if time. you're looking at it in that perspective, like that was my grandmother's favorite, or that was her favorite show or favorite song. Song. Okay, so that was her favorite song, and then it just so happened that after she passed, that song came because I've heard a few people with stories like that. No, I feel like that plays a role in it, but I feel like some stuff is like unexplainable in that way, like. Well, maybe for the most part, like, so for example, with my, I told you guys earlier about like my friend who was the producer that died, he died with uh, three of my other friends. 
and they died on March 16th. So after their funeral, like I was, I was uh, staying with one of the girls that died's cousins, like her family and stuff like that. Um, so I was staying there and I remember at one time I literally, we were all sleeping in the living room and I was having a dream about one of them and we were talking about something and she like tapped me on my forehead or something like that. And I woke up and the time was three sixteen. Yes. Ooh, I was sounding like that. I was sitting <laughs> and I like I was in the living room and I looked at the clock and I was like, what the fuck? And then I went back to sleep. But I was like, see, I, that's just the, okay. So you have no control over what over time when you wake up. Yeah, and I, so that and I think I told you the other day. I can't the three 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 thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the other day, fellas, I'm sleeping and I'm like dead ass asleep and. I wake up to a hissing noise, like next to my ear. It was like a, like a, like that. So I wake up, it freaks me the fuck out. I look around the room and I I immediately, the first thing I do is I think, oh, maybe it's my significant other getting ready for work. So I'm thinking it's like, you know, like five or whatever. Yeah. Four thirty, five o'clock. So I just go over to verify what time it is. It's, 3.33, 3.33, which is the witching hour. And I'd like, immediately, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's great. Like, because I, I don't have a control over what time I wake up. And I, I know that I was dreaming at the time, but I can't remember my dream, to be honest, which is normal. But, yeah, like, that stuff you can't explain. Yeah, see, that's just going to remain unexplained forever because I don't want to say that that would be a part or a point where you could say, well, you're just finding meaning in something. Yeah. You're like, look, bitch, like I didn't plan on waking. You didn't plan on waking up at three six. No, I mean, I didn't have a fucking like alarm. Had, you, had, yeah, like, you didn't have a fucking alarm. And that there was a, for a period for a period after like they died immediately. I would I was consistently waking up at three sixteen in the morning, like looking at the clock. The the three of them died on three sixteen. The girl that I was talking about, she died on on three sixteen. My boy Devin actually died on three seventeen, and like I was waking up between those times, just looking at the clock, and it was weird. Because I mean, like on one hand, I would say that like there are some things that like your brain is just that's just how the brain works. Like mm-hmm. like your reticular activating system is just looking for certain kinds of shit to make meaning out of, you know? Yeah. So like, for example, my ex-girlfriend, we, we started dating on, um, July 25th. And then like in 2006, this is like my first long-term girlfriend. We were on the phone and I was just like, I asked her and she was like, whatever, you know? So then after, <laughs> said, whatever. No, <laughs> after that, we kept, I kept like both of us kept look, we would just happen to look at the clock at 725, you know, and we're just like, oh my god, that's so weird, you know, like, but that could be anything, yeah. you know, but like that, I don't, you know, you don't really have any control over. And I feel like with some of that stuff, like, if if you're if we say that we believe in the supernatural, that would be the best way for them to communicate, like, you know, would be through dreams and through 
things like clocks and times and numbers and like all this shit that is universal because like for like my ex that ex that I'm talking about died and then I had a dream like after she died where I was she was in my car and I was with my I was with my sister who was like her best friend at the time when we were younger and I was dropping her off at the hospital and then when I was taking her to the hospital I like hugged her really really tight and I felt like I was going to cry like in real I felt myself like I was going to cry and cuz I knew I was like never going to see her again mm-hmm. and then she went in the hospital and I haven't had a dream about her since but I woke up at 7:25 that morning <laughs> that's weird weird as fuck weird yeah, so you can't really you can't really say like nah bullshit yeah, like you know, it's like something like that's that. just weird shit. But and then, like, mind you, all that, all that is to say, I still don't give much thought to hmm. the topic. Well, that's like where I I trust your stories because you don't really give a shit about that topic, like, right? Respectfully, like, right? You know, it's not something that you're constantly thinking. About. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's like, not like you have like a YouTube channel dedicated to paranormal, right? No, no. I mean, I can acknowledge that, like some that's... stuff I feel like can be explained, like, and then some stuff I feel like. I mean, you don't know. That's the thing about like aliens and super supernatural things, paranormal things. It's just like humans are just such arrogant animals that we just think that we know everything. And it's like we don't even know where the fuck we came from. So we don't know what's you don't know what's gonna happen when you die. You don't know what's off off of this rock that we live on. Jake, Jake and I know we came from Venus. Oh, you guys are you guys are. Uh, yeah, Jeremy did not come from Venus. I don't know where he came from. Jeremy I'm sorry came to from uh, you guys, but you do not Jer- speak as eloquently Jeremy, as Elon uh, Musk. So. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy came from Uranus. Oof. <laughs> yeah. oh, boy. Love you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> appreciate that we're on the same wavelength because I was two seconds away from saying he came from Uranus. And you know what? That was really, really funny. Is that that entire segue for that like ten seconds? I totally was like, Jake's gonna say it before me. <laughs> I, I better get it out. When you when you re-listen to this audio, you're gonna hear me try to say it like three times over every because <laughs> I was literally thinking, I'm like, I have to say this before Jake. That's fine. <laughs> so, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone loves a good Uranus joke. Well, on that note. We really do appreciate you coming out, Mike. Uh, I, for one, definitely want you back on. Uh, we would definitely love to have you back on. Fuck the other guys. We definitely want you Thanks. back on to talk about other topics. I feel like we could have segued into like three other episodes tonight. Yeah, of course. Um, but I thought it was really cool. We got to hear your background, your influences, where you see or where you see yourself going. Like you definitely like just the three years I've known you, I've watched you grow exponentially, which is crazy because most people I know and every one of us could probably think of a handful of people that we've known for like say just three years that haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. Like not just like, oh, they they own a Camaro now or right. whatever. No, no, but I mean just like mentally or you know, not just like business wise or career or whatever. But yeah, I see you going a lot further than you probably think you're going to go. Thank you, man. In, in many areas. So probably, hopefully all areas. Thank you. But th- thank you guys for having me on here. I appreciate it. You guys are good to talk to. Yeah, we, uh, 
I know Jesse said fuck what we think, but you know, oh, now I, we, uh, yeah. I, I for one or for two appreciate you coming out too, and uh, you already have a huge following. But please take the time to let people know where they can find you. Oh uh, yeah, I have a website which is persiagray.com, P-E-R-S-I-A-G-R-A-I.com, and then that's my name on all the social media websites. So just that. Jesse, Jeremy, do you guys got anything else? You got any questions or you good? No, I just, I mean, I'm just going to echo Jesse and Jake just saying it was great having you on, just learning about you and just find like getting to know you after I've been told about you for what, two weeks now, three weeks now. Yeah. I haven't shut up about you. <laughs> so, I mean, it's cool well, getting thanks. to know the person behind what Jesse's saying. And I mean, you're a cool guy. You seem down to earth and just cool to talk to. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's been it's been great. It's been a uh, very free flowing. I I appreciate that. Those are the best kinds of conversations. I think. For oh me. yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Take the time to uh, visit his website, Persia Gray. Um, check him out on YouTube. Check him out on Spotify. Uh, really great dude. We hope the best for you. We know you're going to go farther even than you already have. Um, and thank you guys for coming out. We will talk to you later. <laughs>